welcome to episode 25 of Rouge One. I am Pokemon Master Kevin Yost. Um, I am Cool <laughs> Trainer Matt Gould. I am Sud. That's it. <laughs> I am Billy Cool Shorts Ben Rogers. What? Yeah, you don't remember Billy? And his He's cool like the shorts? young student. His bre- oh, it's Joey. Know? Joey and his yeah. breezy shorts. <laughs> but that's wow. who I am. Well, you're, you're a bug trainer. Ben's all over the place. <laughs> Fake gamer boy. <laughs> Gamergate 2019. Yeah, why don't you... <laughs> Take your Caterpie and go home, Ben. <laughs> why don't you go ahead no, and expose a... more of your casual nature by telling us what you did this weekend, this week, the whole week, not just the weekend. <laughs> what did you do, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I watched a movie about a plucky boy trying to make it in the world of white supremacy. <laughs> I watched Imperium. I love that movie. Wait, what? It was <laughs> Imperium. Imperium. What's it about? <laughs> it is about a plucky boy and his... No, it is. He's not a, a plucky boy. Yeah, he's yeah. an FBI agent. It's about an FBI isn't... agent who decides to go undercover to. I don't uh, think he decides to. I think he's ordered to. <laughs> when I don't think they out? just get to choose. No, he gets the option to, and he he's like, I want to do something in the office because he was just like a paper pusher. And yeah, so he's gonna he, be like a desk guy. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And so, so he takes this big leap into who? white supremacy. Whoa! It's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what movie you're talking about now. It came out in like 2016. Yeah, I think. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Continue. And it is. It is a uh, really good. It um, it's a real cool take. Uh, like I don't know much about white supremacy. It's a hot take on white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't know much shows about this it. This other side of it, which is really <laughs> sometimes <interesting>. it's good. <laughs> What are the benefits yeah. of white supremacy? Could you imagine? Sounds, it's kind of relatable. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about white supremacy, but, you know, they had some good ideas. You see, you see different kinds of indoctrination. So but you, I wrote, you feel sympathetic towards those who are tricked? They, yeah, they definitely, they definitely put some heavy influence on that. With the yeah, with the manipulation and all that, and shows shows how like, um, you know how it's like family based, so like kids just get raised into it and have no, don't understand like that's awful, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they just have no but, concept uh, of anything else. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was really good, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe's a good actor. <laughs> he is so good in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I knew that from not, Swiss when he's Army not Man. Casting spells. I mean, he's great in Swiss Army Man, but like he has this like in, he, he has this intensity in this movie that like I don't know. Like everyone used to think that Emma Watson would be the person who uh, would really break out of Harry Potter, you know, become this it, like amazing star. But like. Daniel Radcliffe isn't going to be that star. He's probably too short and he's too weird, frankly. Yeah, he's doing all sorts of weird (laughs) acting stuff. Well, he's so interesting. Like, everything he does, I'm, like, kind of into and I want to see more, you know? Like, I don't... Yeah, his his filmography is certainly all over the place. 
Meanwhile, I like it. I'm into it. Meanwhile, Rupert Grint owns an ice cream truck. Yeah. Well, he's also in a really good show. Yeah. He's in that sick note, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's 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 pretty good. Like, what the fuck is Emma Watson doing? Chilling. She's the one we should be worried about. Not owning huh? an ice cream truck. I mean, she kind of. I feel like she's just gonna be like. Uh, you know, like um, every now and then she might come out and do something or she'll just show up in something as herself, kind of like in uh, This is the End or whatever. She was like, just in Beauty and the Beast. That wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That was her big one. Very right? forgettable movie. <laughs> I don't I, remember it. I mean, I think that's going to be true of all these live action movies. Like I did, I I I thought I was gonna be intrigued by um, the new casting with the who all the um, appliances or furniture was, but um, what are you talking about? Beauty and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but it just I don't really remember like any. It was. eh. (laughs) I thought you were about to say like in Lion King or something, and it's. I thought he was about to say like the Brave Little Toaster. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what's happening? He said appliances, so I went. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, candlestick. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> did I mean, you that's all an see old-timey that, uh... appliance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but did you guys see the new the, the Aladdin trailer? It looks like a made-for-TV oh movie. Oh, my God. They, they I mean, also define so new. Bad. Is this a new, like, the new Dora the Explorer trailer you just watched? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, No, I don't know. I, that's hard for me to say. I just saw it in theaters, the trailer that they're promoting. <laughs> so I'm aware of one, and it is months old, so... Is it months old? The one where they're singing and like, I made you into a prince, but I didn't change anything on the inside is the joke of the genie like pushing him towards Jasmine. Maybe not. Maybe that is newer. Nope. There is a newer one. Oh, well, fuck you, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, there is a newer one that has more genie. (laughs) Which everyone was angling for after the first one. (laughs) Yeah, Will Smith's not blue all the time. He looks like Will Smith sometimes. My God. Yeah. But does he he look look like like he's 25? I mean, he... Has so for a long blue time. is a blue is a <laughs> color choice for him. No, because no, sometimes cause he's blue and sometimes he's just he's like like blending like Will Smith, in but... as a person. It looks like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he blends in with the sand. It's like that's just his skin color, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, not that, not that at all. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> we'll see if that stays in. <laughs> and then, since this this has obviously gotten away from me, since we were talking about Imperium, it's Imperium. We were, but I also started to uh, watch the show regular show. What? <laughs> Just now? You what know? year is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I you're starting it over. I had watched it, but I had never finished it. I watched, I watched it till like season four, maybe, and then I never watched it again. I, I mean, only that's like, a pretty well, good investment into a show four seasons. Yeah, but it had three more, and I really liked the show. So you I watched like, over the endings. The ending's quite moving. If you guys haven't seen how it ends, I highly recommend it. Well, it's a charming so show. I've, yeah, it's a show about uh, two 20-something slackers who are portrayed as a bluebird and a raccoon. It's a show about its demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's these two slackers uh, working in a uh, park. And the shows always start with like a typical storyline, but then spiral into something crazy and out of control. Like an episode, it starts out with them wanting to work overtime to buy some concert tickets. But then it, turn, it ends in them making a deal with a giant coffee bean who shoots coffee out of his nipples. This is the most for the benefit of our audience thing <laughs> we've done. Fucking none of us are sitting here unaware of what regular show is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just... It's it's a great show. I find it hilarious. Um, there's plenty of references for people our age. That would certainly go over many of the heads of millennials today. We are millennials. Well, yeah, you know that millennials, millennials, we're like on the low end of millennials. Yeah, like we know what H. We get the jokes. We're what uh, they call know, the laser discs. analog transitions. Oh. what? Are we like a band now? <laughs> it's like we're old enough to be part of like when. A lot of the media and stuff before was the internet culture and after the internet you know, culture. Like, yeah, it's like not just internet culture, but like you know, like we had tape decks and um, <laughs> even some people had rotary phones. Like I had a rotary phone for a while when I was a kid. Yeah, um, same. No fucking way. Really. Um, yeah, a, man. a typewriter. <laughs> I remember using a typewriter to write a school paper in like fourth grade or something like that. He would, um, he would turn out his nightlight, which was just a candle. Yeah, we. Had, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like to... Matt's parents specifically made him work through all previous technology. Because <laughs> you're only Jamie's included that little like cone hat. <laughs> like he raised have to Matt as a, a sixteen year as a sixteenth century paper boy. <laughs> you were like those guys online who were like, "I'm not gonna let my kids play any like Switch games before they play through all the Zelda games from Nintendo to." current i mean i feel hey, like matt, maybe matt a was sweet a video game it's called hoop stick maybe matt was part of the village Whoa, <laughs> the village that is central ua yeah <laughs> <laughs> that hidden enclave of cultists i mean <laughs> shun modern life pretty much also spoilers for the village <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck anyone who wants to know what that movie ends like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck anybody who has it who doesn't know already. <laughs> no, not even anyone who doesn't know. Just anyone who has a desire to know. Yeah, like apparently. someone interested in like seeing that movie. Like, God, huh, damn. what's that about? Matt just appears from the shadows. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what it's about. I mean, M Night just had a fairly successful movie come out, right? I mean, maybe he's back on. Sure top. did. Yeah, I got. Well, a, he kind of that? is actually. Yeah. Uh, Glass. Yeah, I want to check that out. Oh, okay. Glass is. I have not seen Unbreakable or Split. So. <laughs> what? Unbreakable is great. Split is fantastic. You haven't seen Unbreakable? Like no, just, man. It's one of those things. Just go watch Glass. Like, be like one of those people it. who just watches Endgame without having seen yeah. any of the other Marvel. Oh, movies. that would be so bad. <laughs> I, I like know, comics. The amount of people I saw like on social media are like. I'm going to see Endgame with someone who's only seen Captain America. It's like, why, why? Godspeed, yeah. <laughs> Gotta contribute to that 1.5 billion. I or guess, whatever yeah. It's, at now. <laughs> it's gonna topple Avatar soon. 
it's gonna happen. Not Avatar. <laughs> yeah, anything but that. Well, I mean, like it's weird that it, Avatar's been the number one for so long. For such a non like story of a movie. I mean, it's a non story of a movie. It is kind of remarkable. Well, yeah, when it came like, out, it was like pretty. Uh, you saw it intense. for the spectacle of it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you saw yeah. it again because you were and like, then, shit, no, I gotta no, see that didn't. again. I don't need and to no see joke. dances with wolves in space. I didn't either, but like that colonel is a badass. Oh, yeah. and the fucking <laughs> max, so yeah. cool. And then the get some guy. Yeah, so enjoyable. <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, I, there's a certain level of camp that is just so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. anytime a colonel with a cigar in his mouth says get some, <laughs> is certainly on that list. And then jumps into space into a mech yeah. just so he's so While angry. he's on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's so amazing. He doesn't brush the fire off until after he jumps out of the fucking burning thing. This will look so much cooler. <laughs> I am it does look cool. shocked that you guys have this level of memory for this movie. I saw it Dude, because it's badass. In that's amazing. the only thing I that's, remember. That's all we remember. The colonel. <laughs> the colonel is so awesome. Yeah. I remember ponytail dragons. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Because, like, the whole lifestyle, like, the ecosystem, like, had to do with their neural net uh, links, they just, right? Yeah. they could attach everything. I think they just came out They're... and said they're delaying the sequels even more, so. Oh, great. Let's just forget just so about it. Everyone who's living can't remember. <laughs> right. It'd be great. The hey. only thing I took away from that movie was Asif Manvi being drowned to death in a floating bubble of water. See, I wow. forgot Asif Mandi was in that movie. I don't remember movie. that at all. <laughs> I don't even remember whose sure? week we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we were mine, but who cares anymore? Well, what I else was, did you do, Ben? Let's I was referencing of... the last Airbender. I, I wanted, uh, I wanted to prepare for Ooh. Samurai Showdown whoa, Seven. Whoa! Wait, what? No, what was the movie you were watching? Imperium. <laughs> and then, what did you watch after that? Regular show. <laughs> okay. Now we're moving on to a video game I played. All right. <laughs> No and more so I want, <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, we're a video game podcast. I had to play a video game. So I wanted to get ready for Samurai Show, Showdown 7. So I bought Samurai Showdown 6 for the PlayStation Network. Garbo. <laughs> and it come, and it's got all the styles, all their mechanics from 1 until 6, and all the games in between, all their weird Sub games because Japan really liked that series. Did they? I yeah. I mean, seven games. Why would they treat it so fucking badly then? <laughs> I don't like. I, I just for the nit. I guess like it's a niche game, and they just like step on the fans. They'll like what we give them, I guess. But uh, learning the mechanics has been really entertaining. It's um, I it's all about the neutral game. Which, which is about controlling the space, but before you attack, I'm pretty new at uh, at fighting games, in, in comparison to many other people, so uh, explaining it is not my forte. <laughs> but it's fun, and I like all the samurai character, samurai esque, super anime mm-hmm. characters. You got you got you know the the classic Hattori Hanzo as a ninja. 
you got you got the the one-eyed samurai who has three katanas. You got the um, what uh, what are those crazy uh, Japanese plays where they wear all the they wear all the face kabuki? Yeah, you got the you got a fighter who looks straight out of kabuki, kabuki theater. So it's got a cool collection of characters, and it's a uh, it's pretty fun game. Uh, combos are not complicated about this. It's more about dodging, parrying, and then countering with like a very small like three hit combo. So <laughs> no, no like forty two button hit strings to remember, which is nice. Yay! Then what's even the point? Yes. So is this the Wii version with the anthology or not? It's just the spare game. That was released on the PlayStation 2? No, this was, this was, uh, yeah, it was the one that was released on the PlayStation 2, and it was, like, um, its own standalone game, but it had all the mechanics of all the previous games, so you could... So is that not Samurai Showdown Anthology, and then had one through five, and then six was separate? But it's it's, 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 it's own, it's own kind of thing, because, um... It doesn't have all the Samurai Showdown games. It has one standalone arcade mode, but you can play any of the old mechanics. Like, if you liked the mechanics from Samurai Showdown 2 more than 4, you can play with those controls wow. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I hate this series, and I don't like this game. <laughs> it's not for you. Uh, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's what I've been up to. So how much did you play? Did you beat the arcade mode? Yeah, I beat the arcade mode with um, Charlotte, who is a French fencer. And I want to try out um, Galford, who is an American ninja. (laughs) Uh, So I'm curious, because I know that this came out, like... I I have a problem playing the PlayStation 2 classics, because, like, the emulator is pretty good in the PlayStation 4, but... The way that it attaches, because it doesn't have, like, analog um, display, right? It's all HDMI now. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I always felt that with the sprites, it kind of has, like, a washed-out-looking look to it. Yeah, yeah, it's not... Yeah, I feel like I would enjoy this better if it was, you know, on the actual, like, system system it was supposed to be in the TV that it's made for. The CRT. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it still looks all right, you know? You still get so you do get that kind of washed out color, but you know it still looks kind of crisp. It's just a little bit of Vaseline, not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. A light smear. And then does it have input lag because of that? No. Some of those luckily, luckily they're really good about that, and they knew if they wanted to sell this well, they had to have good input. So all the controls and stuff are really tight and really good. It's just you get that kind of. I feel like uh-huh. I shouldn't be playing on this TV kind of thing. <laughs> it's cute you said that they wanted to sell well, but like I don't know who's buying this. The, <laughs> I don't the, know. The Samurai Showdown community. Like all 1000 of you. I mean it's still on Samurai Showdown still is at Evo. Like every fucking game's at Evo. But it's like like the Samurai Showdown 2 is still a very popular Evo fighting That's game. That's cuz that's the peak of that series, and then they made four more games that were yeah. awful after that. Or very Turn degrees of awful. Roots with seven, it's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Is this your favorite set of SNK characters, Ben? Compared to all the other SNK characters I know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you not like a Terry Bogard fan? Come on. I 
I like the the SNK characters I know are like the the guys from Metal Slug. <laughs> They're awesome. They're way better. Come on. <laughs> the guys from Metal Slug and like I think Terry. <laughs> yeah, Terry Bogart. Yeah. Who's like Ken with a hat? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or Geese Howard. Geese Howard, the biggest badass in all fighting games. Also, who names their child Geese? <laughs> that is a good question. Someone who's like, my my son will grow up to be a fighter one day. <laughs> but like, not just Goose. Geese. <laughs> Geese Howard. He's more than one. No, he's just a guy. Yeah. He's a middle-aged German called Geese. Maybe like, he's <laughs> multiple. Maybe it's short for something. What could Geese possibly be short Geese for? Geese-stiffer. <laughs> Geese-ston. Yeah, Geese-ston. I love how in SNK there's a canon character called Nightmare Geese, which makes me so happy. Yeah, SNK loves the, the shadow characters. Yeah. Hey, we already got this model. Let's just turn everything, you know, slightly darker colors. Yeah, typically like purple and blue. When yeah, he's evil. Make the <laughs> take the take the eyes, make them red. Boom, done. New character. But that's those are the three medias I did this this week and weekend. <laughs> what did you do, Matt? Well, funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> Is it? <laughs> kind of the whole thing we do here. <laughs> uh, well, this weekend specifically uh, happens to be like one of the busiest weekends of the year for my uh, industry. For those who don't know, I'm a chef of sorts at a uh, <laughs> nice Italian restaurant. So, of course, like Mother's Day is like the statistically like the busiest eat out day for restaurants in america so <laughs> how many reservations did for you mothers have? and for restaurants right. i don't know why you have to make yourself sound so sketchy by saying you work at an italian restaurant but still only describing yourself as a chef of sorts <laughs> well he does no, other things yeah, too no, like a central title you know i'm not like a uh, i haven't been through the uh, all right, let's give you a title. He doesn't have about, a giant hat. Yeah, my hat's not very about tall. About God of Cooking. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but cooking Mama's got nothing on you, Matt. This weekend didn't get around to much. I wanted to see Detective Pikachu, but for some reason, there weren't any like late showings. Like the latest showing, like all weekend, was like a nine fifty. So yeah, because for children, yeah, that's why there's no say, late showings. But like, I don't think it's like any great mystery. I I guess, but like, goddamn, they didn't even have like a midnight showing on the first day it came out. Um, Nobody does midnight <laughs> showings anymore. Yeah, watch, it's always on the next the day before. Yeah, I watched yeah, Endgame you, at like, six p.m. Matt, on the Matt, first day before it came out. Like midnight showings are dead. Matt lives still in that golden age where there's midnight showings and hard hard covered discs. <laughs> I'm in that analog transition. You have to go down to the yeah. local Walmart to buy the game you want to play. <laughs> yeah, and I took the bus. <laughs> but um, oh really? No. Well, I thought you went down with your hoop and stick the whole time. But uh, rolling coal. I did tr- <laughs> outside the back of the bus. Uh, I tried to uh, beat uh, Devil May Cry Five, but I kind of hit a. Did you beat uh, it? No, because like I got to the port where. 
Like, it seems like the... Like, normal enemies aren't a problem at all. Uh, any horde of enemies I come across is pretty, you know... Sometimes it's a little challenging. You gotta do some tricky dodges. But, like, the bosses, they're not necessarily hard to whittle away at their health. But, like, they just do so much fucking damage when they actually hit you um, in this harder difficulty that it just kind of, like, sucks. So, like... I just want to say I'm unsurprised that you did not beat it because nobody starts a sentence with I tried to beat Devil May Cry and ends that sentence with and then I did. <laughs> but uh, I, well, I didn't yet. Because um, I tried I, to. Yeah, I tried to, and I think I'm. Like, I think the sentence makes perfect I'm sense. At that, that, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And <laughs> end of game when Capcom, where you gotta you know retread the bosses. Boss rush. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now they're hard. I know exactly where you are. And they do more damage, and it it's fine. But like <laughs> Capcom's s- formula, some of the bosses, the one I'm stuck on specifically, has a move that's just very unavoidable, and it does like most of my health. So it's like Royal Guard. It. I'm not. I'm not good at Royal Guard. I tried. I tried to <laughs> like just try to get good with Royal Guard, and that shit's hard, man. Especially in the harder difficulty when you just get... Yeah, especially when there's, like, a billion things happening. Yeah, and, like, you can't get hit once or you're, you know, pretty much screwed. But, uh... I'm, what mission are you on, number-wise? Uh, maybe 18, I think. Okay. 17 or 18. Sure. Um, so I hope I can finish it this week and get over this boss hump. Um, yeah. It's a great game. Yeah, it's fun. I, I I'm not like turned off by the difficulty or you know the fact that I like couldn't beat this boss one time. Well, through once I did. Well, I didn't just like try once. I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I tried until I was out of gold orbs and such. <laughs> I'm gonna hop in here just because like I also played a ton of Devil May Cry. Um, I think this is pro. I I sh- I still think three is better, but this is. Probably my game of the year so far. Um, it's really good. Uh, every time I come back to it, I just feel so powerful and like it's so responsive and it is so beautiful. And the power. The, the stuff that I lost is like devastating to me, but like what you gain in terms of like move sets and weapons and really great writing, like surprisingly great writing, uh, is just great. It's just totally worth it and. It's a really fun game, and like Capcom are like Cap gods right now. They, yeah, they've continue. certainly turned themselves around from a couple. Well, years I mean, ago. could you imagine like when they were like fucking releasing Lost Planet, and you're like, "What the hell right. is this?" You know, and now I really want to get um, you know like Mega Man Eleven. I did play that demo on the Switch, and it was really fun. It's so hard. Well, I mean, those, yeah. old, those classic Mega Man games are not easy. I mean, no. <laughs> No, they're not. But it, I don't ever want to play that kind of game again. I would say the the easiest Mega Man games is the X series. Yes. Yeah. But they're also the best Mega Man games. Yeah, they're the most fun because it's like a playground. You just get to like just fuck shit up. Isn't that make it the best as yeah, well? Yeah. I mean, that's the most fun. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, but it's, it wasn't like the crazy hard platforming that was classic Mega Man. I mean, I still fucking sometimes like hear those blocks. <laughs> and I'm like, are they behind me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is a very iconic sound from the classic Mega Mans. No, you just spend so much time dying to them that. Then the lava level. <laughs> Good stuff. But Did you, any of you guys buy the X collection? Um, I want to buy. I bought it for somebody, <laughs> and then never played it no. myself. Does that count? No, Is that what you were buy, looking for? Buy some of the collections. Not really. Have on the Switch shop. Yeah, do they I have any like good some. bundles? I mean, you I can mean, buy they do. the X collection. Yeah, the X collection is all the X games, and then they have the original collection, which is all the original games, and I think you yeah, can also I do get the, the original collection. Well, they have the X Collection 1 and 2, and there's no reason to buy 2, because yeah. they're just in order. So X one, the X1 Collection has 1, 2, and 3, and 4, and then the second one has 5, 6, 7, and 8, which are not famously the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking terrible. Axel. Yeah, I would say like 4 was where the last kind of good X yeah. game was. Yeah, well, I that's mean... right before they introduced Axel. <laughs> You liked command missions, didn't you, Ben? Uh, like is a strong word. <laughs> he beat it. You played a lot of command missions. I played and beat command missions. I was more caught up in the hype. I was like, it's Mega Man, but it's also an RPG. <laughs> I Yeah, I totally forgot about command missions. <laughs> it's like Mega Man X command missions, right? So I was yeah, just yeah. wondering. Like, that's part of the canon, right? It's kind of part of the X series. But, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. It had, like, a Chrono Trigger-esque kind of uh, combat style where you had, like, combination moves and stuff like that. It was it was entertaining for what it was, but I 100% was definitely on the hype train. And after I got through a lot of the game, I was like, oh, this is just bad. It's not like GameCube? Yeah. yeah. GameCube. Is GameCube exclusive? I think yes. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the, like, few... There were some pretty good GameCube yeah. exclusives, though. Let's name some. Name a few. Um, Mario Sunshine. Start. Yeah, the uh, Nintendo okay. ones. <laughs> let's, yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> the first party. Metroid <laughs> Prime yeah. 1 and 2. Boom. <laughs> Roasted. I forget the name of it, but there was that one RPG that was like a card Twin based. Snakes. There was a card. Biting Kaitos. Biting Kaitos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh Biting Kaitos is not good. Why do I remember? I remember that because it had the sickest battle theme. It had a great battle theme. I mean, it, it had the a twin snakes, gloriously weeby boy. The twin holding snakes cards was a really pensive. cool, really cool thing. Isn't that the one where you could also wait? Isn't Twin Snakes? Isn't that the one where you could also like skateboard mm-hmm. on? Twin Snakes wow. is the worst version of that game. Don't why they had all... a, they had a skateboarding section. Because the mechan- the boss fight mechanics are not meant for first person. You can fucking cheese that game because you can go first person and shoot everything. That is true. With perfect accuracy. Like it's it not a, it's not a good game. Fights, but uh, <laughs> the upgraded graphics and the cutscenes are cool. <laughs> okay, uh, thank God for YouTube. Like, you can look at that. I never played it, but I know Eternal Darkness is super popular. Oh, that game is great, yeah. actually. I t- yeah, that is a very good game. I don't know. First, I was going to say Dark Cloud, but that was multiple consoles. Yeah, it was. Um, 
I can't think of another game which is like so highly regarded, and then his creator, it, the creator, is like so n- reviled now. And Dennis Dyack, like, could you imagine like creating Eternal Darkness? Like, probably, it really is a special game. And then like everything else he's done is just shit, and now he's bankrupt. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Um, but uh. I guess in, in kind of somewhat gaming related news this morning I built and put together a new computer desk and started oh. kind of like um, rearranging and redoing reimagining my uh, second Making room. sure all your figures in, are in the right spot Not positioned yet. I perfectly. Haven't, I haven't gotten that far. Um, that's a whole another <laughs> that's a whole another day of work. Right. Um, but I I got a, a mic refone arm. So if I sound any better this week, it, it, I like the you know, pause. Uh, it's because I got this cool little mechanicism holding my microphone in front of my face. Awesome. Um, yeah, gonna be using two trackballs at the same time. <laughs> play all your games. I used to play. I used to love playing StarCraft with a trackball. I don't believe you. <laughs> that sounds awful. But sounds- um. Difficult. Yeah, whatever. Um, I did. Are you ready to become Alex Jones with your new mechanical arm? No, <laughs> I. I'm just. What? I'm not even gonna. Is podcasting? No. Anyways, uh, I watched the finale to season two of Attack on Titan, and um, what a wild what ride those like last couple episodes are. <laughs> Can we spoil what the finale is? I can't remember what exactly it is. Um, yeah, well, I guess we could uh, quick anybody if anybody hasn't seen Attack on Titan. Tune out for a little while. If you want to skip spoilers, go ahead and jump forward to 38 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, it's when... Um... Oh, fuck, I'm blanking on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it ends with them, and it, like, zooms in on the dude on top. Like, there's a dude in the glasses, and ah. he's, like, got whirly hair, and he's, like, standing on top of a titan, like, in the distance, and you're like, what it's, the fuck? It's the end of the uh, chase with uh, yeah. Reiner and Bertolt. Yeah. When Aaron learns with that he can, like... Yeah, when Aaron learns oh, that he can like, he control Titans. Contr- yeah, he controls all the Titans. Yep. Yeah. And just, I'll let you wear that scarf forever. Yeah, shit just goes fucking bonkers for a while. <laughs> but that's what that what show does. What do you does. think of the season? Season two is better than season one. Um, yeah. Because most of season one is just kind of like getting you thrown into the world, like into the deep end, you know? I... I, I do love what they do in season one. I mean, it's like all props to the creator right. where they have uh, Aaron eaten <laughs> alive in the most brutal fashion and they just don't address it. I mean, and I had no idea. Like, I didn't know anything about the mech. I had no idea. Like, it was really a mech anime in, in disguise, right. you know. In dis- Robots in, the- in disguise. I mean, kind of. Like, he's like a pilot of the of a, of a Titan. Yeah. Yeah, because they do kind of like because it zooms in and they do kind of like have like a cockpit type thing where they're like you could keep the name Attack on Titan and make it a sci-fi show and I still wouldn't bad an eye. 
I haven't watched any of season three. I'm, I think I'm gonna no. wait. Uh, you got a, you got no. like you have like sixteen episodes. Don't do it to oh, yourself. Just watch just them. Fucking watch. Okay, I'll start watching it this week. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> it worked. Um, I also. What's your favorite moment of season two? And why is it the reveal of Reiner and Burkhold? That was a <laughs> uh, pretty in- intense. It's so yeah. Good. Like, it makes you want to go back and like watch everything and see how they act. Well, it's consistent. Yeah, I mean, I like argue. it's fascinating watching that, knowing that information. Yeah. Uh, but I just love they planned how it all out. I just love how completely nonchalantly <laughs> they reveal it because. Kara and I were watching that together, and, you know, like, they show, like, Bert Hole and Reiner off to the side talking to Aaron. It's just like, I'm the armor titan. He's the giant titan. Like, five years ago, we started a campaign to destroy humanity. And, like, other characters are just talking. They're, like, the... They're not even the focus of the screen. They're, like, in the background. But you can hear them talking. And, like, they said that, and I looked over at Kara, and she just, like, didn't react to anything. I'm like, did you hear that? She's like, yeah, well, they're, like, making a plan. I'm like, you did not hear what <laughs> was yeah, just well, discussed. Like, Reiner, Reiner, like, Bearhold, like, confronts Reiner, and Reiner's like, I'm just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are we doing this? And yeah. he's just like, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's even surprising to them. <laughs> uh, and then I... It's just such a great scene. And, like, anime is not known for its subtlety, and goddamn, like, it's so good. <laughs> And it's, like, right at the end, and, like, Aaron's, like, losing his mind, and he's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you, you know, as he, like, I mean, I'm glad he still kept his creed of, I'm going to fucking kill every (laughs) single fucking Titan. Oh, that, he has never vacillated from that, like, you know. Yeah, very willful character. Yeah. And he, he definitely seems like the kind of guy who, like, if every, if we don't get any, like, big other world changing reveals or something and he just killed all the titans he would then kill himself yeah be like i said uh, all the yeah. titans what if aaron had the green lantern ring i don't know okay <laughs> what if <laughs> he'd be a just, green lantern just, like is that what yeah. happens when you have the ring yeah, like i'm just saying he's yeah. got a lot of willpower <laughs> what if Aaron oh. was an F-16 fighter jet. Pilot. Yes. That's what he'd be. <laughs> he'd fly around that'd in his a, jet. That'd be, that'd be a crazy show about jets that fuse with giant zombies. I mean, there's... We have that. It's called Godzilla. <laughs> there's a, uh anime out there about dragons who turn into fighter jets. Oh my god. Really? It's on Netflix. That, yeah, I haven't that watched that dragon it. show on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's like they all. Turn that's like all jets? CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't it be the other way around? <laughs> what? Like, like the, isn't is it jets like jets transforming into dragons yeah, rather like, than dragons transforming <laughs> into jets? <laughs> we infused this metal with dragon DNA, and now they can transform. So the show is called Dragon Pilot. <laughs> sure. So the. So the dragons, the dragons turn into jets. Yes. Like they're How does already that a dragon. Them? They can fly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they can't fly yeah. as fast as a jet. Also, okay. they don't have a fucking machine gun for a nose. 
So, well, couldn't they just fly around like, with a machine gun? <laughs> yeah, Matt's really wants to cut the middleman out of this. So, what, are the, kid, what do the kids do? They pilot them. Pilot them. <laughs> they pilot. You know, get in their heads. dragon pilot. So they fly the dragon and then turn the dragon into a jet. Why don't they just start with the jet? <laughs> Maybe they haven't invented jets within the show. I haven't watched it. I feel like Matt should just be a part of the budget for the for this like organization. No. What are we? Why are we using these dragon jets? This is unnecessary. Oh, spending. Planning it. I know you. Yeah, I know you want to make this dragon pilot show. We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars in one mat. Do with that what you can. Yeah. Do you think the dragons have to transform into jets to get healed? Like they just get repairs, or are they like, like an animorphs? To... Is that what the happens? Animorphs needs to make a comeback, or a video Why? game, like a reboot. No, I have the Game Boy Color <laughs> animorphs game wow. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I if anyone should ask for a reboot, it's everyone that isn't Kevin because the monkey's <laughs> paw thing is just too real. Uh, you'd probably get some crazy. You probably get some court drama. Kevin, what is the thing that you're desperate for a reboot for, but you'll never ask? <laughs> but it, it, by saying it into the ether, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. That's, That's why he was trying to trick him. <laughs> he, he, Kevin, really wants a new Golden Sun. It's definitely. I be still haven't Sun. played the DS version. Of Golden Sun? Yeah. I, I never Golden beat Sun. 2. What the fuck are you doing? So I had 2. I played about 20 hours of Golden Sun 2. And then my brother played and erased my save. Oh. And I was super upset about that. And so <laughs> in, I was just like, I'm not going to start again right now. So I lent the game to Ben, who then got it stolen. <laughs> so. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Tales <laughs> old as time. <laughs> Do you want us to spoil Golden Sun for you now? No. <laughs> in a day, in an age-long past. Um, uh, I also, I don't know, the only other person who would have this on the radar is Sud, but um, I watched the new HBO miniseries Chernobyl's first episode. Oh, oh it's good. Gosh. I liked it yeah, a whole what lot. An amazing, it's one season. It's going to be like a, it's a miniseries. Yeah, mini-series. it's just like going to be like... Now, I mean, how is there more than one season about right? Chernobyl? I mean, like, <laughs> like, what are you talking it's about? It's not like going to... Yeah. Chernobyl 2, Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, like, Chernobyler. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, uh, no Electric boogaloo. boogaloo. They don't have any power. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a very... Um, like, so it's a documentary? It's not a documentary. No. It's a drama series that just kind of like focuses on the event and the people the surrounding event. The it. The cast is so good. So has um, the event already happened or the is event it like happens the leading up to it? Within like the first couple minutes of the show. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's just everything dealing with that. Yeah, like, you know, the various okay. politicians, scientists, mm-hmm. workers. Yep. A lot of it, the most focus is kind of like on the average everyday people, kind of. And um, I feel like that's an important kind of story that, you know, is completely, you know, overlooked from the grand story of a nuclear reactor melting down and exploding. But um, it made me like really. I don't think anyone overlooks Chernobyl. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the the regular people. I'm saying like, no, yeah, they're in in the whole 
story of Chernobyl, the people might be overlooked. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, that's like, totally Yeah, true. it's like, oh, I mean, you're thinking more of like the explosion and the impact of the radiation and stuff on the environment. Well, what about but, the farmers like yeah, a mile away? What about the yeah. firefighters, yeah. you know? Um, Breathing in radioactive yeah, gas. Yeah, it's just crazy because like um, it made me like go into kind of like a little rabbit hole of watching a bunch of like random documentaries on YouTube about Chernobyl and stuff. <laughs> And, uh, to be fair, I feel like it doesn't take a lot to set you off on <laughs> these kind of documentary YouTube tangents. Kicks, yeah, yeah. You know, I I got a lot the of world nothing. is flat, and also Chernobyl. I got a lot of nothing <laughs> going on, so um, sure. It's after Chernobyl, my penis fell off. <laughs> I'm losing my horny, <laughs> and penis is Russian for. <laughs> um. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that series, d- despite how like obviously uh, the downer Sad it is. It is. <laughs> how many episode? How many episodes are there? I don't know. There's only two right now. Oh, okay. It just yeah. came out. How man. long are the episodes? Uh, they're an yeah, hour plus. they're like it's it's HBO. Ooh, so I mean, nice. the first one's like an hour and a half. So I'm gonna check this shit out. Um, yeah, do so. Um, <laughs> The, like Sud said before, the cast is really good. Like oh, uh, nice. going down the rabbit hole, I saw like a lot of the people who I see in the show, and like the casting is like sometimes some of the people like it looks like they just like went back in time and like snatched that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that'll be that like? I think that'd be a cool dystopian future movie where. Uh- a time machine that's called yeah, Snatch like, the Motherfucker? No, it's like um, <laughs> movies made with, like, instead of, like, having Johnny Depp play... Um, Einstein, yeah, they just go, they go and, and get, get Einstein. And then they're like, you're going to be playing, playing yourself in this movie. Yeah, like a weird dystopian <laughs> future where they use the actual people to... These this movies. sounds so complicated and so dumb. <laughs> Why, well, it's dystopian. Yeah. <laughs> We have the power to build this time machine. We're going to use it to capture <laughs> yeah, exactly. historical figures to play themselves. The of all stage capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're making this blockbuster movie, Einstein versus Hitler. <laughs> Einstein is actually Einstein, and Hitler is actually Hitler. <laughs> but this time we put him in giant mechs. <laughs> and then it's the Which end of Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just as history intended. <laughs> but um, before this gets any weirder, weirder, I'm gonna pass the baton to uh, Sud. Grab it. My God. Uh, so I thought I only played one video game. I played oh the chunk of Devil May Cry. That game's great. Um, I can talk about it more. But there's really not much to talk about except how great it is. And how I have a quick question, is, so. and I'm not sure how dumb it's going to make me sound. You're just not going to make. What me happened sound to dumb. the nunchucks? They are still there. I just haven't like gotten them or something. I'm like yeah, almost beating the game. Nunchucks are still there. I've like huh? almost beaten the game. How do I not have the nunchucks? Well, you have to find God out. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this, like most Devil May Cries, like you still get weapons up until the last boss. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
you know, to play the game over again to really use them. <laughs> That's how yeah, this exactly, shit works, yeah. man. Like, I agree with you. You don't get it for, like, a ton of time, but... But then you get it for Dante Must Die mode. <laughs> sure. You wanted to do that, right? Uh, I'll have nunchucks, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh, Owning the un- nunchucks outweighs the pain of... They're my favorite Dante weapon, which might sound stupid. No. No. I like this version of the nunchucks because the nunchucks transform into a bow staff. I'm not a Michelangelo guy. I'm a Donatello guy. (laughs) He's a bow staff in Devil May Cry. Well, I know, but Ben tried to, you know, I had to correct you there. (laughs) He tried to Ben's plane? (laughs) He tried to call me out and say I'm a Michelangelo guy, but I'm not. I am a Donatello guy. Which is offensive. But I like nunchucks in Devil May Cry. That doesn't mean just I like not, Michelangelo but, as the best Ninja but Turtle. But not with a turtle. You just <laughs> like, don't like turtles with nunchucks. You like Dante you're very with nunchucks. minded then. Apparently. <laughs> no, you like when nunchucks. Your nunchucks. favorite color is orange. Your favorite turtle is Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> and you surf. <laughs> you... And Kevin, that's not your favorite game. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Back to uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, I had nothing else to say for that. <laughs> it's great. I I hope it's doing well. I want to see more. I know they're not going to release any more DLC for it, but I definitely want to see Double May Cry 6. I mean, it's gotten good reviews, so I feel like traction might gain on it. I feel like we're going to get more so. DLC before, since like Capcom loves that DLC. Except they don't. They already announced they're not going to do any DLC for Devil May Cry or Resident Evil 2 in both those games. Or oh. Resident Evil 2 is, at least has done really well. Womp womp. So the, that, like, the DLC that you described a few weeks ago, Ben, like the free DLC for RE2 is the only DLC that's coming out. Ah. And then for Devil May Cry, the only update is Bloody Palace, which we got. So oh. we're not getting anything else. Which is fine. I mean, I'm into they're, it. They're, I just, they're busy with Monster you know. Hunter World. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really an expansion pack, though. Like, I don't, So we're, like, parsing hairs at this point. Like, what's a DLC pack? What's yeah, expansion yeah, yeah. packs anymore, you know? According to multiple but, news stories, Capcom says that uh, Devil May Cry 5 successfully reinvigorated the brand. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, seems like it's doing just fine. Well, we were all depressed that's... after that last one. <laughs> what? DMC. The DMC. DMC? DMC where the, where became the art a good director game. was like, I'll put myself in the game. <laughs> I mean, he did, but it became a good game. Like, the complete edition's quite good once they figured out how fucked up their initial system was. Well, I'm glad they had time to fix it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, from there, I did play more uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which is ironic because we were just talking about Ninja Theory, which made DMC... They made uh, Senua, uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Have you guys played this game or I've seen he- anything about it? I've heard. Is this the one about the mental sickness? Yep. It takes place in like uh Like Viking ravaged... time? Yeah, she's like Celtic and then her village and her like her lover was like killed by a, a Viking raid. And so she goes to what I guess is like part uh, some part of Scandinavia in a rowboat to extract revenge and she's like going to their version of Valhalla to bargain for her lover back but it's unclear as to whether this is actually happening or it's part of her psychosis mm-hmm. um it's a really scary game oh my <laughs> god like 
they suggest when you start playing the game that you play it with uh, headphones, and so I've been using some noise-canceling yeah, headphones a, the, to play. the 3D audio is supposedly really fucking good. Yeah, so she suffers from schizophrenia, and apparently this game does a really good job of describing what it's actually like to have schizophrenia, and they worked with a lot of uh, consultants to like do it justice in a, in a way that's not detrimental and... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Like discouraging or, you know, uh, they were doing it right, yeah. I guess, is, is what I'm trying to get for. And Good old and so, like, you're playing. Yeah. And so, like, as you play the game and you turn, you should turn play it at night, turn off the lights and, like, Sanua starts whispering to you, the player, um, about how she's feeling. But it's, like, not what she's hearing or seeing. And so, like, you'll have, like, someone telling her. She's going to fail, and sometimes it's in her voice or sometimes it's someone else's voice. It's unclear what you're looking at at certain points in the game, um, so it does a ton of work in the audio-visual thing. The combat's simple, but it's hard because you're not sure what the visual cues are and you're not sure what the audio cues are, so it creates this somewhat frustrating experience. So, like, Kevin, I don't think you'd like this game too much, but... So is it all just on the, perception? So if you see them raise the sword high, it's going to be like a high block, so you have to know that? It, it's not dissimilar to For Honor okay. in that way. Um, so like you're trying to do that, but like if you have this person whispering at you, telling you you suck and you're going to die, yeah, yeah. and it's like dark and scary, Broken and bones. like you're... And you're... What? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but like then you're like fighting like these people who like ignite on fire because they're like a visualization of this Norse fire god. It's like creepy and scary and like it's really stressful. It's really hard to play the game for more than an Doesn't hour. Doesn't it tackle like more than just it tackles like a whole bunch of mental issues. Like it goes over PTSD and I mean it's strongly implied and I don't mean to be too spoilerific, but it's strongly implied that, you know, she saw her lover get killed. It's strongly implied that something uh, physically happened to her, um, which obviously does not help <laughs> her sense of state. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't want to delve too much into it because I do think the story is really compelling and I do want to beat it. It's just really hard to beat because it's only like a, a four four hour game, but it's also cheap, right? It's pretty cheap. It's like $20, yeah. I bet you could get it for now. Um, and it's like six to seven hours. Okay. Uh, but like I mentioned, when the gameplay is being hampered to set up the sense of like claustrophobia and the sense of mental illness, it makes it a challenging experience to just play. So the gameplay kind of gets like a backseat to the story? If you're a gameplay purist, you will not like this game. Uh. Uh, I'm not a gameplay purist, so I like the game, but I also acknowledge that it can be frustrating to play at times, and I also acknowledge that it is, like, really stressful to have someone, like, yell at you. <laughs> well, now and, you know how Brian feels when he's playing Kingdom Hearts. I wasn't yelling at him. I, wanna, I was encouraging him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a rod. <laughs> With a with a birch, <laughs> with birch, a switch, yeah, <laughs> switch birch, birch switch, um, and my Nintendo Switch. I was throwing it at him. <laughs> yeah, he'd <laughs> be trying to pick up gummies, and I'd just chuck it at his head. <laughs> Fucking solid wordplay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, a couple movies. 
Um, and I really think you guys should watch them both. Ooh. Uh, the first one is uh, a movie called Shadow, which is a Chinese martial arts film. Nice. And the director is, uh, I think his name's Zhao Ying Bang, and he directed Ooh, Hero. I knew uh, that so name if you familiar. liked Hero, um, he also directed The Great Wall with Matt Damon, which is a fucking <laughs> terrible movie. Ooh, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, it's your fear. He's popping up again. <laughs> Did you guys see Great Wall? I no. thought about it. <laughs> it's not I good. saw the trailer um, and then I saw mutant dog people and I was like hmm this seems like an interesting take on they're Shit. demons who are attacking the great wall and that's why but the wall was made the though, to keep back the demons yeah I don't think that's great because like if the great wall was meant to keep out Mongolians you seem like you're equating Mongolians yeah, to, to demon, dog people demon dogs <laughs> Yeah, which I don't know if it's, that's the best look, but that's uh, <laughs> Matt the Damon look they chose. It, <laughs> it's the look they chose, yeah. Um, but this movie, Shadow, is kind of incredible. Is Matt Damon um, in I've it? never seen... No. <laughs> okay. It's purely in Mandarin. Um, it was released in China. It's actually... I, it's it's one of the highest grossing films in the world, um, but it just came out in the U.S., um, but the movie, like, it really looks like nothing you've ever seen. It's all muted blacks and grays, and it's always raining. And the story, um, this takes place during the Romans of the Three Kingdoms, and I think it's towards the end when the kingdoms are close to being reunified. And there is a general who is unable to beat his opposing general in one-on-one combat. And so he is trained a shadow or an identical bot like stunt double of him to take his place and fight for him in this duel. And it's actually very slow. The action is brutal and incredibly bloody and incredibly violent. Um, but you're not going to see any fight scenes for the first hour. So forewarning, um, a lot of it is build up. A lot of it is like the tension of how the general's wife feels, who is the general at any one point, how the, em- how the king is feeling, um, and the situation that arises to this duel that everything's being built up to. Um, and the duel is incredible. There's some sort of ridiculous, like, Jap- uh, sorry, Chinese martial arts moments to it that so I did sort of water, laugh out loud. Of water. It's more ridiculous than that. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it's also more grounded than that. I was going to say, I was so like, I don't ben already what shot already almost offensively over the hill and apparently still didn't hit the mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, They're cutting um, molecules in half. No, I mean, it's not like that. So it's not like Crouching Tiger with Hidden Dragon where they're, like, leaping through forests and stuff like that. It's it's more grounded like th- than that in, like, the, the physical duel. But there are other parts of the action that are a little strange and I think more play to Chinese sensibilities and Chinese expectations of their myths that don't necessarily translate well to, like, a Western perspective. So there were parts of it that I thought were a little bit, like, ridiculous, but... You've never seen a movie like this in terms of its color and like how it's shot and, and this color scheme. And it is a enjoyable movie and the story is really good. I think the story of Hero is incredibly self-serving for the Chinese government. <laughs> but beyond that, it's a great martial arts film. And Shadow is like a really great return to form. And I really highly recommend it. So if you're into that kind of movie um, and you're into like that whole era of Chinese culture uh, and Chinese history, you could do worse like it's it's really highly up there i think on rotten tomatoes it has like 
close to a 90 or 100 but it's a great movie um it like if you're into that kind of movie you should totally give it a shot uh it's really one of the best that's come out in the past five years i mean probably more than five years because hero is like one of my favorite movies of that kind of genre and that came out in like 2002 so it's been a while you know uh uh so yeah god damn 2002 uh kill me (laughs) (laughs) uh all right um so i saw that and then I rewatched What We Do in the Shadows. The show came out. Have you guys seen any of the shows? No, I've been. I, I heard it came out. I mean, I've been meaning to watch the movie for a while. I keep, <laughs> I keep trying. Oh, you haven't seen the no, movie? No, I keep like it's recommending it to it. Kara, but uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, my sister was visiting me, and uh, gone the last night before, you know, she had to fly out this morning. Um, she just wanted to chill out, you know. So we watched What We Do in the Shadows. Man, that movie's so fucking funny. And, like, the visual effects are great. Um, and I'm really hyped to watch the Showtime show, because I guess it's also quite good. Um, so give it a shot. I'm going to watch the show for for the next podcast. But is it all out? But the movie is just perfect. Uh, mostly. I think there's only an episode left. Gotcha. Or two. But it's, like, directed yeah. by the same guy who did the show. And... Taika Waititi. Yeah. I don't know if it's directed by him, but he's definitely a creator on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw the greatest video game movie of all time uh, today called Detective Pikachu. Oh my. And uh, it is so good. What was the age demographic of the theater? Uh, Me and Brian. (laughs) It was just empty (laughs) otherwise. That's the best way to see movies, to be honest. I mean, we saw it at like 11 (laughs) a.m. There's no one fucking there. It's a Monday. So I'm that was the demographic. Swarmed by kids with Pikachu ears on a Monday, bro. And it's mid-May. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, I'm surprised all the schools, schools are, are still in session. Yeah, I've been seeing tons of graduation posts about college. College typically graduates in the spring. Yeah, man. As opposed to schools which let out in midsummer. Yeah, they met out in June, dude. Like, that's when we got out of school. Yeah. I have no memory of this. <laughs> yeah, we would, like, stay in June until, yeah, like, the yeah, second week of June. I don't know what the kids are doing. June 8th. Sometimes the 9th. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Matt knows when the kids are getting out of school. <laughs> no. Why the fuck did we bother with... when we got out for somewhere. I'm talking about my memories. I got no idea when kids are getting out of school these days. Uh-huh. I don't even know where busted. It's just there. I don't even know where their bus stops are. <laughs> <laughs> You're not having your situation. We all know you can hang out at the corner of eighth and third <laughs> with an Alder Palmer. Just flossing. Just flossing. <laughs> Did anybody floss in Detective Pikachu? No. <laughs> uh it's really good. Um Ryan Reynolds really holds that movie together. Uh, and I, if you have never seen Pokemon, I think it's kind of hard to recommend. But if you even have a cursory knowledge of Pokemon, it's so charming and it's really great. And there's so many memes that I'm going to reference from that movie till the end of time uh, because it's so fucking funny. And like, it's so ridiculous and dumb and everything that 
a Pokemon movie should be. There's a... Can I say a slight spoiler, or do you guys all want to go in fresh? What, what kind of yeah, slight spoiler? Need... Is it like a Pokemon cameo, or is it like a story beat? No. No. It's kind of a story just, beat. Well, yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the one thing I will say, the only disappointment is that there are a ton of Pokemon, but like a lot of the Pokemon are just there like as companions like to like fucking extras. So it's like, you know how you have like a... A, a shot like on a street and people are like walking yeah, around walking by exactly that's actually where a lot of the pokemon show up and like there are like some specific story beats that focus on specific pokemon as like jokes or like to the story or whatever it may be um which is all fine but um most of the pokemon that you're seeing are really just like kind of there and it, it's weird because like the way the movie starts out it's like it's like you're looking at a pokemon version of blade runner and it's kind of amazing and you're just like i can't believe i'm looking at all this cool shit <laughs> and like all these pokemon just like in like a natural environment like a cityscape or whatever not like natural you know but and like that's really awesome um but then that kind of fades away because like the novelty of it kind of wears off and you sort of see like Pokemon just hanging out with their owners and like a lot of Pokemon get like used over and over again. Like apparently a lot of people in the city love Growlites and <laughs> they're just like hanging out with their master. And it's just like, man, this is the eighth, 10th Growlite. Like why, where's my Houndoom? Come on. Where's the Houndor? Well, they couldn't What's get the I can though. buy it. Like I see a fuck ton of goddamn golden doodles everywhere when I'm walking around. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I want to see more Pokemon. Like where's my Persian? Where's the Meowlet? There was no know? Meowlet? I don't know. I feel like they showed off Persian and Meowth in the trailers at some point. I'm just saying oh. Pokemon, man. Like, <laughs> I like shot like up Making yourself seat. look like a fool is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Is it? There's one thing that did bother me is that they reference like legendary Pokemon a little bit too much as extras and like they shouldn't be that well known. <laughs> and they're legendary. Yeah, they're, they're legends. supposed to be Everyone known, knows about but they shouldn't but be like, seen. The, but like there's a all right, I am going to spoil this, like, little thing, because it's, like, super inconsequential. It's nothing. But, like, there's a poster, like, touting, like, Articuno versus Steelix. Oh, yeah, Steelix. I remember seeing... Like, who the fuck who has, has Articuno? Articuno in this world? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. He doesn't ca- He doesn't capture an Articuno. That we know of, yet. Red does. Red yeah, does, yeah. Red okay. could be in this world. Because I think it's Maybe. built off of the world that Red's in. Yeah. Um, How much canon do the, you know, Sud? <laughs> I mean, I've played Detective Pikachu, and I didn't realize that the Detective Pikachu game, which this has nothing to do with, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> uh, had anything to do with the red version of the world. Um, but it's really good. I can't believe they have two Oscar winners in this movie <laughs> in, like, major roles. Like, Ken Watanabe and Bill Nighy just, like, fucking talking about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, to love seeing that scene. <laughs> it's crazy and it's just like Ken Watanabe is just like this is my Pokemon do you not have one and it's just like what like is he the you're professor? Ken Watanabe no he's a no. he's a cop oh okay yeah he's a cop Bill Nighy is just like industrialist and he has like a Pokemon and he's just like I just really want us to be together and live in harmony were These there Pokemon. any were there <laughs> any like, like special were there any act, were there anybody playing <laughs> Other Pokemon, or was it just Ryan? No, Ryan, yeah. Don't Ryan don't Reynolds. even answer that question. <laughs> I feel no, like, like it's relevant to like Danny yeah. DeVito going Bulbasaur. Danny DeVito, no, Danny, De- <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito is Mewtwo. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like 
just like famous actors and actresses just doing the voices of the Pokemon. <laughs> um, no, because I think most of the budget went into the CGI. Like the art design I think that they did for this movie. Thing to do. Okay, but this is <laughs> not that. Yeah. Um, uh, you can write a letter to the creators and complain. Just be like, hey, okay. South Park um, did it. Nut up, you cowards. Yeah. But, like, the art they did for the for the movie is incredible. Like, I don't know how they did it. Like, they all look so cool and, like, You're just all shocked the Pokemon are functional. You look at Sonic. <laughs> oh, my God. They played the Sonic trailer in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, so clearly you're not going to fix anything. Otherwise, why would you show this trailer anywhere? Like, you put it back in its yeah, box you think you'd, they, and then fix they it. They pull all the trailer before they... Yeah, that's what I well, thought. Like I said, I before, also saw this movie. The Sonic in the Sonic trailer is not the real Sonic. What is it, Matt? It's a red herring. <laughs> the real Sonic will show up in the movie. He's like a, a faux so, Sonic. So yeah, you're not even saying that they intentionally made a shitty sh- Sonic in order to he's drum saying up. That's canon. <laughs> yeah, he's saying that it. That is the Sonic we see. He's just an imposter. Yeah. And that the plot of the movie will revolve around the real Sonic showing up to depose him. Yeah. It'll reveal, <laughs> it'll reveal that that Sonic is actually Mecha Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this movie was about saving a Parisian little girl named JoJo. Is it? I have no so idea what it's about. We thought it was at first. All- <laughs> and then there's the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we looked at the cast. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) We looked at the cast in the early, early stages. There's also Crazy Carl. Who is Crazy Carl? Who knows? (laughs) I'm not pulling. I bet bet Crazy Carl is the guy who's been following Sonic for years. So we're going to see, like, an evidence basement, and they'll have, like, mysterious sign blows over. And they'll just have all no, these red streaks. Crazy Carl's going to be a fucking Sanic. And, like, it's, like, his <laughs> alter ego. Um, but that's beside the point. The Detective Pikachu is really good. Um, all the Pokemon are really functional, which I thought was hilarious. Like, they kind of do things that would, like, work in a human So is society. it, like, the Flintstones, where Pokemon are just doing, like, yes. lawnmowers <laughs> and stuff? Not that basic, but yes. Okay. Um, so Detective Pikachu, uh, two thumbs way up my nose. Wow. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. That's our first sud rating, by yeah. the way, guys. It's not a sud rating. Yeah, it's two thumbs up my nose. We don't know how many suds nose. it is. We just know he no, just but we know it's sticks his thumbs yeah, up the nose. We have a scale. <laughs> we have a base, okay. at least. <laughs> we can start, start to piece this Animaniacs together. <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah, we can... We can. It's like the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Oh my god, this. like... The amount of depth they go into, like, Pokemon lore and Pokemon genetics and how it all works is just baffling. I love it. Oh, I love pseudoscience. Hell yeah. It's every... There's no science to Pokemon. It's all fake. (laughs) Yeah, but I love love the fake science where it's like, his tail must burn at 300 degrees. Oh, it's the best. If it goes out, he'll die because something. Yeah. And then all the ignored science of all the Pokemon that Ash just lifts that weigh, like, a ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because he's jacked yeah. AF. Um, so yeah, otherwise I've been really spending time with my sister and hiking around. And it's been good. Good time had by all. 
And with that, I'm going to throw up a basketball for Kevin to slowly dunk it. Boom! I don't know what the fuck happened to this week. I played zero games, and I feel like I watched two television shows. That doesn't seem like a slam dunk for that (laughs) basketball, Kevin. I'm not entirely convinced I didn't black out after we finished recording the last episode and woke up 20 minutes ago. Nice. I'm not convinced that that ball didn't just ricochet off the rim and back into my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you Kevin get wasn't for laying me up. when you threw it. <laughs> I was, was just I was, like, oh, it broke my yeah, nose. I was in one of those folding chairs on the sideline. <laughs> just looked yeah. up and had to sprint to the... He just puts his hands up like, what do you want from me? <laughs> uh, but so Kara and I finished watching Tuca and Birdie. Uh, that show is still... Super fucking hilarious. I cannot recommend it enough. It does end up going to uh, some, like, darker, more serious places, but not to quite the same extent that, like, BoJack Horseman does. Uh, how much BoJackery is there? <laughs> yeah, how much were you uh, not nearly, Not nearly as much horse mannery as there is. Bird I'd mannery. say it's like a horse mannery. I'd say there's a two-to-one ratio. Uh, we kept waiting for like some even little hint that they were supposed to take place in the same world and it never really came just outside of the anthropomorphic people could they take place in the same world I mean I they couldn't there's nothing specifically uh, saying no that we've seen I mean, we haven't... Well, I Kevin, I have a question. So you mentioned in the last podcast, like, like I guess one of the characters, like, breasts, like, literally popped up and went to the bar. Like, is that something that actually happens in the canon of the show? Yes. Or is that just, like, a visual game? No, it's... Yeah, oh. it's not, like, her anxiety thing. It's a thing that happens to her. And then it comes back home later that night drunk. And so she's just drawn without a breast for, like, the middle portion of the episode. Okay, that wouldn't happen <laughs> We don't know. We haven't specifically been told it can't happen. We also haven't we seen... We've specifically told that can't happen show. in real life. Yeah, or our existence. How like, would you want to bet that happens in the new, next Star Wars? <laughs> Ray's boob goes off to become a Jedi. I mean, Sud probably knows what the, you know, the money houses are given odds at on that. <laughs> Just uh, we can ask. One of Ray's boobs comes off. And joins the dark side. I would. I, I bet the odds are huge on that one. Two hundred to one. That's you could retire for life. That's what they meant by gray force. <laughs> that one boob is light and the other one's black. <laughs> Together. Gray. Um, gray force. It's got her name right in it. Gray tits. <laughs> uh, it was nice seeing, uh, like, being reminded of what a shining part of Walking Dead Glenn was when I watched that show. Because uh, he's also really good in this. Uh, as what? As a trash uh, can? Bird. A- <laughs> no, he's Birdie's live-in boyfriend. Is he also a bird? Yes. Okay. His name is Speckle. That's a good name for That's a bird. A bird name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I super recommend it. Uh, I mean, again, like, it's not as short as a lot of their new stuff is in that the episodes are, like, 25 minutes, but it's 10 episodes. You can get through it. They're pushing it real hard. 
It also alerted me that uh, Netflix doesn't give a shit about uh, who watches what on different accounts because we watched it on like Kara's profile on Netflix and now it's still constantly is just like, you should watch Tukin Birdie. I'm like, I did. Leave me alone. Uh, besides that, uh, Kara and I binge through all of uh, Barry on HBO. Oh, nice. I Which was, season? Yeah, I was looking at watching that too. Yeah, I mean, we. One or two. Both. Yeah, we watch all of oh, one wow. and okay. everything up to two, except for the episode that aired yesterday. Um, which we probably would have watched before not before this podcast if we weren't recording so early. Uh, oh, this show's so good. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. the season two finale is next week, like this coming Sunday. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking incredible. Man, there's so like, many shows I need to watch. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> for anyone who's not aware, it's Bill Hader is a hitman who is sent to L.A. to perform a hit. And like while following the mark ends up in an acting class and decides he wants to become an actor. Um, like he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He wants to be an actor, but people keep being like, okay, but you got to do this hit for me or like, I'll fucking kill you. And so like, you know, you can't, they just keep bringing them back in. The best thing about Barry is that it really shows Bill Hader as an actor because he plays this straight man and there's like chaos around yeah. him. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Yeah. Like he's, he's really funny in the, in the show, but he's not like Bill Hader, like outrageous funny. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a he's guy. Just being yeah. an actor. And like everyone. I will say it's the... nice to see a, a guy who's like an actor who's mostly focused on comedy do more of these serious roles to see how they do. And yeah, apparently mm-hmm. Bill Hader's really good. He's killing it. Man. I will say, like, it felt a, like Bill uh, Barry as a character felt a little bit off for most of season one. Because, like, I I couldn't quite tell if he was supposed to have Asperger's or something. Because, like, he's awkward beyond, like, a normal level of awkwardness. Is like, that you just know. the writers being like, he's an awkward guy? Or is that just Barry, uh, uh, the actor, trying to, like, come into the character? I think the latter, because like, it, it could be either way. Because I feel like that's not present almost at all in the second season. Like in the second okay. season, when he's awkward, it's because like, oh, I'm supposed to kill you in ten so minutes, you think and he was oh, just we're having a conversation to out or whatever. What the character was like. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. very possible. Uh, I mean, it has like the show also has you know some comedic greats like Bill Hader is obviously huge. Stephen yeah. Root is. A main character. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys can fucking hear Urho losing his mind. Nope. I can't. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Uh, but so Stephen Root, if you guys don't know who that is off the top of your head, he was Bill Dotrieve in King of the Hill. Oh, nice. He was the, you know, uh, stapler guy in Office Space. He's the judge yeah, and justified, Matt. I know. He's a great actor. He's, he's well spread. <laughs> like a jam <laughs> uh, it has Henry Winkler aka the Fonz a good actor you can tell you know he's a good actor if they can spread well <laughs> you got the Fonz again in a very unfonzy type role um, and then like fucking the breakout star in my view is this guy Anthony Kerrigan who plays a character called Noho Hank 
Uh, oh my he, god! I <laughs> yeah, love no hope. He works for like the Chechnyan mob, who Barry like gets involved in right away, and like he's just fucking hilarious, and he, he, like he's consistently the funniest character on the show. And then every now and though, then though has like a moment where he shows off that like he can be fucking terrifying. Nice. Like there are a few moments where like he you know drops the like stupid like funny guy and like is just like no i will kill you like i'll just kill you i know we've Um, been joking about this for the past 20 minutes but i'll (laughs) fucking kill you yeah which kind of makes sense when i like look to see what else he's been in he doesn't have like a huge filmography but apparently he played uh victor zaz in gotham which feels like a very (laughs) fitting thing especially yeah (laughs) Well, he has alcopasia, so he doesn't Alopecia. have any like hair. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, baldy disease, um, and like he's a super typecast, you know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like he's great. I hope this really like skyrockets him up to some more stuff because fucking he should be in- bigger and balder roles. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, like, remake or sequel of Breaking Bad, whenever that... Mr. Clean, the movie. <laughs> Could you imagine him as, like, Conan with someone with, like, a lot of hair? <laughs> he just, just stars like, in roles with, like, wigs. <laughs> like, with, no, just as himself, but, like, what you'd expect to have, like, huge hair. Like, if they did a remake of uh, The Passion and just have him <laughs> with, like, <laughs> as Jesus, it'd be so good. So good. So yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. We're gonna wrap up here. Man, you did jack shit, man. Yeah, fucking I, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> he said he blacked out yeah. and woke up twenty minutes ago. Did you like slam milk and cookies and whiskey <laughs> again? The Kevin special. <laughs> fucking yeah, I just uh, you know pulled the <laughs> the Frank and Charlie, uh, off yeah. a bag of paint and eat some cat food, <laughs> pass out. Sure. The. Uh... The Dunkaroo liqueur. That is, <laughs> that is the Kevin. You yes. say that, but now I'm gonna Experience. I'm gonna look up the recipe online that somebody even worse off than me has already created. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll try to slim you down for your coffin, there, bud. <laughs> they make bigger coffins nowadays. No, <laughs> we all know he'd want us to woodwork him a coffin, and we all know we don't have the talent for that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin the woodworker asks us to make a box. <laughs> Just bury me in a pile of pallets. Yeah, the most basically. hipster thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw.